0: This is Rama for Today.
1: Well, he began to talk to them, found out they weren't really Christians. They, they belonged to some church, some time or another, but they didn't know Jesus, weren't interested in getting saved. Well, he said, this is Christian, you know, counseling. See, you can't help people that's not interested with Christian counseling to live for the Lord and not interested in Jesus. They can't be helped.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth Hagan continues his teaching, Healing Belongs to Us, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagan for today's message.
1: Her mother really had just sort of forced her into coming because her mother was financing the operation. She's very, very wealthy. <laughs> in fact this little town here in Oklahoma where I was preaching, she she owned nearly everything in town. I mean, there's just one main business district, you know, at that time. Now, they've added, but at that time, back in the early 50s, uh, there's only one business, you know, one main street, and she owned practically every building on both sides of the street. <laughs> and she, She's the most wealthy person in the city. And so, she's going to finance this operation, and so, uh, Actually, you know, you don't uh somebody gonna loan you several thousand dollars finance and finance an operation, you know, and they come and get you and want you to go for prayer. Well, you're not gonna say no, you know. I mean you just go along and say, Well, not gonna help them do any good anyway, but I'll just go. And so I tried to talk to them, and every time, you know, I just sat out sat down this talk. See, people need to before they're prayed for, they need to be talked to. Well, that's what we talk to them in these services here. Sometimes they need to ask them some questions. And so the mother kept saying, well, I've driven a long ways, and I've got to get her back here. No, she just wanted me to hurry up and pray. And I said, well, I don't want to be unkind about it, but if you're in that big a hurry, well, just load her up and take her back. I'm not praying. <laughs> well, all right then, she said. But every time I'd ask the daughter a question, the mother would answer it. And so then I finally said, now I'm talking to her and I don't want to be mean about it, but if you're not going to let her talk, I'm not going to pray for her. Just might as well load her up and take her back home. Now we don't want to be unkind, but I, I'll be honest with you. We we have so many to get to that we we do rush through sometimes, but but I think really we make a mistake. I remember when, when uh, when Dr. Dowie, I wasn't alive then, but I, I read this from his own pen, he wrote it himself. That when he first came to America in 1895, now see, he had received in 1875, down there in Australia. He's pastor of First Congregations Church in Sydney, Australia. And the bubonic plague came and he had buried 40 members of his church. He had five more people waiting to be buried. He had other people that were sick with the bubonic plague. There's no cure for it, you know. And so he, uh, he said, you know, he was sitting in his, in his study, he said, j- just praying, you know, said, Dear God, looks like the whole congregation is going to die. Is everybody going to die? Where did this plague come from? Is there any help? When the Spirit of God suddenly flashed in his spirit, Acts 10, 38... See, he's asking these questions. Where did the plague come from? Did you send it? You see? Where did it come from? Is it your will? Is my whole congregation going to die? When the Holy Ghost suddenly flashed across his spirit, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he said, instantly, I saw Jesus as a healer, Satan is the oppressor. And other scripture then, all through the Bible, from the beginning to the end, began to come to him as the Holy Ghost brought the revelation to him. Lord, he said, help me to preach that to my people. And he said, for 19 years then, see. See, from 75, 85 to, to 1894 he was here in 1895. Took him some time came by ship. For 19 years, he said, then I preached that to my congregation. Now no more. Those that had the bubonic plague got healed as he taught them and prayed for them. And for a 19-year period, he said, nobody in my church died, not a young person, not a baby, not a middle-aged person, not a child, no one but elderly people that lived their life out. That's the congregation's church. But see, when the truth was preached, they got a hold of it. Well, he came it was advertised in newspapers because, of course, we didn't have radio and television in 1895. But the newspaper headlined San Francisco and across the nation said, Healer is coming to America. Yeah. So he got into San Francisco. He had a room reserved in one of the hotels downtown there. And when he got in the accident and into his room, the management of the hotel come and said, What can we do? We don't know what to do. People are lined up every way from this hotel, four blocks each direction, four different directions, four blocks, standing two abreast, trying to get to him. You see, people, people want healing. You can't blame them. And Dr. Dowie said himself, I said, well, the, the manager of the hotel said, what are we going to do? They've got the traffic blocked. Well, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll see some of them. So just bring them up to the room one by one. Allow them to come in one by one. Now, we said he interviewed and talked to, I think it was 254, never ministered or prayed for a single one of them. Just sent them away, just like they came. When he got to a dear old black woman, I think she was the 254th one. And this dear old black woman didn't have any shoes on because her feet and limbs, I guess you had dropsy among other things, were swollen. You see, to where you couldn't get your shoes in feet. Her feet were bursted open. Her limbs were bursted open. They'd swollen and burst. And she had gunny sacks, we'd call them down in Texas and here in Oklahoma, toe sacks, wrapped around her feet. And everywhere she'd step, she'd leave blood. She came in. She's the 254th when he never ministered to another one of them, prayed for another one of them. But the 254th, he laid hands on her and she went out. Everybody saw her right perfectly well. Why didn't he minister to the rest of them? They weren't ready. I said, they weren't ready. People come for help sometimes, but really, they won't help on their terms. They're not ready to surrender to the Lord. Are you listening? Amen. Like somebody said, here they came, husband and wife came in for counselor, was telling me, Christian counselor because somebody recommended for counseling on marriage. Well, he began to talk to them, found out they weren't really Christians. They, they belonged to some church sometime or another, but they didn't know Jesus, weren't interested in getting saved. Well, he said, this is Christian you know, counseling. See, you can't help people that's not interested with Christian counseling to live for the Lord and not interested in Jesus. They can't be helped. But I'd help you if they can. What's your problem? The wife said, Well I have a boyfriend and he don't like it. Well you could readily understand why he wouldn't like that. And then as he questioned he came to find out she'd have five more boyfriends before she got to this one. And uh, he don't like it. <laughs> now, how are you going to help somebody like that? If they don't want to know Jesus, you might as well just take him by the air, lead him out of the office and kick him in the seat of the britches and let him go. Because <laughs> they're not going to get anything anyhow. Say amen if you can. Amen. Are you listening? Sure, he don't like it. She's got a boyfriend on the side. He went on to say he had caught her in bed with him ten times. Now, can you straighten our marriage out? Well, no, nobody can straighten it out. Unless they want it straightened out and they want to live right. They want to get to Jesus. Are you listening to me? Unless he wants to live with that kind of a thing. I don't know what else you'd call her. You know, that's, that's really, I mean, the a thing, you know, that's really worse. You know, that's not even being a good human being. That's sort of like a dog, dogs. I better hush before I get to going here. I mean, <laughs> you still out there? Amen. Folks are not always ready for help. They can be helped. They're not always ready for prayer. When you go ahead and pray for them, Many times, instead of helping them, you really push them further away from God. We should give people an opportunity to hear the Word of God, to hear the Word of God taught before we pray for them. Then they, in faith, can receive the impartation of God's power. Now, after, the, after this woman this mother, after I said to her, you know, I'm not going to minister to her, but I'm just going to get up and leave, really, and you can take her back home if you're not going to let her talk. Finally, she said, well, all right then, all right. So we sat down. And I began to, even after we sat down, while she began to talk, you know, answer all the questions, so I had to stop her. And then I said to her, to the daughter, Do you believe in divine healing? Because I knew she didn't. Knew it in my spirit. On the inside of me. Well, now she wanted to be nice about it. and She said, well, now to be honest with you, I said, well, don't just be honest about it. Just be brutally frank about it. She said, well, no. I said, I knew that the minute you walked in here. Just as like somebody told me. She said, I'll be honest with it." You. you said, just to be brutally frank, uh, I, I don't believe divine healing. I just came because Mama wanted me to. She's going to loan me the money, $6,000 for this operation. And you just don't say no to somebody that's going to loan you $6,000 when you're in trouble, do you? And I didn't think it'd do any good or anyway and it wouldn't do any harm, so I'll just go along. And I said, I knew that. The minute you walked in here, that's the reason I didn't pray.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's radio offer. First in this month's offer is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled How to Fulfill Your Destiny. Next is Kenneth E. Hagen's newly released DVD, This Is the Day. The last item is the study guide, Foundations for Faith, all for the price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A. We always say we want to thank you for helping us to bring
1: hope, heaven, and healing. Well, actually, we have something we call Word Partners. Yes. And somebody said, well, what is a partner? Well, it's somebody that prays for us on a regular basis mm-hmm. and somebody that sends in an offering at least once a month to help support Raymond. <clears throat> Whatever you can afford to send extra to us once a month to help us to support Rhema. that's what a Word Partner club member is. If you'd like to know more about it, just go to rama.org, forward slash WPC tells you all about it and that's how you can become a word partner that's helping us.
0: Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching Healing Belongs to Us. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rama.org. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.